Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Johnny's gone though this weekend, right? He's at at Darden. He is, but I have a blue moon and I have my sister wife, so That's I'm okay. Need. It's going <laughs> to be a good Friday. <laughs> it's going to be a great Friday. Cheers. Cheers. I'm cheersing you virtually. Um, Love it. Yeah, yes. we, we took a little bit of a break, but... We took a little break. B was supposed to come out... Um, was it already two weeks ago, sis? I can't believe... Yeah. It's You probably are feeling like it's been slow, but fast, maybe both. Mm-hmm. You probably feel both things. Um, yeah. Bridget had some sad news a couple weeks ago, so our trip was postponed, and I would love if you shared it with our, our guests so they know that, you know, mm-hmm. what we're up to. So um, we found out in August that we were pregnant again. And um, we were so excited. And even many of these episodes with Ken's, we would be, you know, talking about it before and then we'd Mm -hmm. go on and um, make sure we didn't talk about it during the episode because we did want to kind of keep the news close to home because of what had happened in May. Um, And it just was super heartbreaking to find out, but we had another miscarriage. Um, and we found out about, I think at this point, two and a half, three weeks ago. Um, and it was just, it was, I'm still, um, I'm still in it, if that makes any sense. So it's hard for me to even like act as if I'm over it because I'm definitely not. And, um, it's still very fresh, but, um, the day that it happened, um, I was actually helping lead a women's retreat in our diocese. Um, And there was about 40 women there, I want to say. It was really beautiful. It was um, actually one of the women who part of it and co-lead it with her um, found inspiration from our retreats. And so she called me and she said, I know you and your best friend do these retreats. They seem so amazing. We want to start fostering and developing deeper community and friendship um, with women in smaller settings, smaller retreat, intimate settings where they get to have more time to get to know everyone for prayer um, and just growing deeper. And so they developed this beautiful day retreat. And um, I'm just still trying to understand God because the whole I guess the whole topic of the day was the feminine genius, trusting God in all things, in all chapters of our lives. And, you know, I, I felt like I talked the entire day to women about this, heard their stories and their struggles and shared my own. Um, But I also was like, I have this happy secret that no one knows about, you know, like Mm -hmm. despite these hard things that I'm talking about, like I have something that I'm holding on to that I'm so excited for. And, um, and then that night we, um, we found out that I was starting to miscarry. So it was just a very dark time. um, And I struggled to decide if I wanted to even share it. At first I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I am not telling a single soul this because mm-hmm. I don't even think I have the capacity to have a conversation with someone about this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it's not that the other miscarriages were not heartbreaking like this, but there's something about like it being a third and also it being um, a back-to-back loss that um, I just feel very, um, you know, it it just feels very heavy to carry. Um, And so I just, I mean, I'm so appreciative of all the prayers and everyone has sent such amazing messages and flowers and books. I think for a week I had a new book at my door for like a week straight. Um, Some of them were duplicates, so I need to send them to other (laughs) women. (laughs) People were texting me, does Bridge have this? I'm like, you guys, I know she's my best friend. I don't know every single book (laughs) Bridge I will say that I got some beautiful books, but I have many books about miscarriage at this point. Um, So I love, I mean, I was just telling a friend before I got on here, um, Emily, who actually you know now, which is amazing to share a friend. Um, But she was texting me, uh, just checking in on me. And I was telling her that I honestly feel that God brought certain friends into my life during this year, um, this year and a half, because I do feel like he was preparing me to be surrounded by people who would really speak truth into me um, because I was in a very dark place um, the week that it happened. And it was just like, I don't want to say despair, but it was like, I have a heart now for people who suffer from long-term depression because like I definitely Mm -hmm. felt depressed and I still have days that feel really hard. Um, but you know, I, I know that for me it's situational. I haven't always felt this way, but it's definitely given me a huge heart and understanding for people who walk with this every day and Mm -hmm. sometimes for their entire life. So I felt called after a couple weeks, um, that it was prudent to share because, you know, I think sometimes people can make assumptions about people and think like, oh, they have everything together. Everything's going right for them. And I do think it's really important when we, in the right way, share our struggles too, because it helps other people who we all, like it's a human condition to have struggle and we might not all go through it at the same time. You know, maybe some of my friends are in a peak high of their life right now. And, you know, I might feel like, oh, I'm in this desert alone. Mm -hmm. But then there's other people, maybe they're like, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. So-and-so is also going through a hard time um, Mm -hmm. because it makes them feel less alone. So if that was able to happen for anybody listening, um, then I felt the need to share, especially with infant loss, because a lot of women don't know how to share it. Um, But sometimes when you carry it, it's hard to explain, but it feels almost harder to carry alone. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Amazing. It's so heavy because it's still, it's a grieving, like you, mm-hmm. it is death. And, and they say, well, all experience grief, um, but it's not just, yeah, it mm-hmm. happened last week. And I think that a lot of people explain that with grieving. So it's like when someone has a family member that dies, it'd be nice if people would check on them in like three months after it happened or six mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a year on the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> And especially with miscarriage too, I imagine it's really difficult because now you're in a waiting process of like 
when will the next baby come and what how do I prepare in this way it's not like mm-hmm. you lost like you're trying to figure out the process next as well so mm-hmm. I can't imagine all the emotions that go into that plus the hormones that mm-hmm. were with you um, in pregnancy and then leave you postpartum it's that's a roller coaster to all happen in such a such a time you know yeah so yeah I think that you you're right about the grief thing that um I felt grief much like uh intensely much more intensely with this one and it made me think of other people I know um like Mary you know who's been a presenter at our retreats before Mm -hmm. who lost a daughter when she was 21 I think Mm -hmm. Um, and she talks a lot about grief and her journey with grief and I'm actually getting coffee with her next week oh good but it grief is a very interesting cross because what I've realized is like you can you can have like half of your day be going amazing okay, and then yeah. something triggers you, you know, right. and it can be something you see or like like for me, I with this pregnancy, um, and actually the last one, I did that calculator, you know, where you can go on a website and you say yes. like, okay, this is the day. How oh, much is my business? Right. And then the website tells you, sign up for our weekly um, notifications and oh we'll tell you what's going on with your baby. And I just opened my phone this morning to check my emails for work. And I had this email that was like, your baby's 14 weeks. Um, this is what it, you know, he or she looks like. And, and I just was like, I was just, I just started crying like, you know, but it's like, you're fine one minute and then, Mm -hmm. and then another minute something can trigger you. And so, but I mean, there's also beautiful moments of releasing that emotion. Like, Last night I had a live stream um, gig with a parish and I had never met this priest before and I was setting up for the live stream and I honestly was like so tired and kind of thinking like, I don't know if like my heart is in this right now. And so I'm just kind of like setting up and not really talking to father. Um, But his name is Father Mario and he was getting the monstrance out for the holy hour and everything. And um, he out of nowhere goes, I don't know why, but am I supposed to congratulate you? Did you just have a baby? And I was like, no, but that's weird that you say that, Father. I just had a miscarriage. And he goes, you did have a baby then. And I said, yeah, unfortunately, it was our second miscarriage. And he dropped the monstrance on the altar. He was like, all the way across the church from me. And he walked right over to me and didn't even say a word. And he put his hands over my head and he just started praying over me. And it was like the most beautiful prayer. Like he's such a charismatic priest. And he was just like, like, Lord, like heal this sister, like heal her heart, like heal her womb, like heal the heartbreak she has. And he just continued to pray for me and over me for like 10 minutes. And I was just like, crying again like I don't think I've ever cried this much but I'm like um I think God for the past few weeks I've been like I don't understand this I don't know why like you know when we all start to go through the spiral of like why do bad things always happen to me or why is there like hardship only in my life and I think that's a huge temptation when you do experience suffering to feel like you are alone in it and that it is um 
a singular experience that nobody else has. And then you start to really feel sorry for yourself. And if you entertain that for too long, it just can create this, um, cycle of like starting to resent other people, you know, that you think have more than you or think are happier than you. So I've really had to learn to like guard my thoughts during this time. Um, what what a good thing to just do anyway. So right. Yeah. Like any time in our life. But I think the beauty of this time is that like really the people that have been surrounding me, the friends that have not allowed me to kind of spiral into those thoughts because like I just feel like I've always had a text on my phone every single day since it's happened from Mm -hmm. someone and those little prayers have like really helped me like kind of change my thinking throughout the day. Wow. That's so beautiful. I love what you said about depression too, B, because it's really easy in our life to just, um, if we haven't suffered actual depression, um, to not understand those of our sisters and friends that have, and be like, just snap out of it. Like, come on, like, let's you know go do something fun. Like, what do you mean? And yeah. I've lived with someone who had severe depression before and, and I, it was too much. And I was, I constantly was like, why are they being so selfish? Like, why do they bring it all back to them? And, and it, you, you don't realize it how hard it is until you yourself have experienced it. And it's such a great lens to be able to look at. And I know you have people in your life who have suffered from depression and now what a gift that you can meet them there, Mm -hmm. you know, in a different way. Absolutely. I mean, I have a sibling who's had severe depression since he was very little, like very, very severe. And I did not understand that at all. Like I really for a long time was like exactly like you said, like snap out of it. Like mm-hmm. this is selfish. And, you know, it. I mean, of course we can guard our, our minds to the degree that we are capable of. But a lot of times um, if it is a really deep um, depression, then it is just, it is hard to get out of. And I mean, we know as Christians that like God can heal anything and that he can um, he is so strong and, um, just so powerful in our lives that if we are constantly calling upon him, even if it's like the tiniest, weakest prayer, like we know that he will be there for us, but, Mm -hmm. but it is tough. I mean, there are days that you're like, I don't know, God, I don't, I'm not feeling you right now. So (laughs) you better reveal yourself. (laughs) I'm looking for you. Where are you? I know. And it's, I was thinking about one of the rules. We don't even have to get into them at all, but that rule 10, um, which says, let him who in consolation think how he will be in the desolation, which will come after (laughs) take new strength for then. And I laugh at that because it's so true. What you said earlier, be like, you know, it's hard when you're in the pits of despair and you look around and you're like, that person, like I have heard myself say that about people, I'll be honest, or I'm like, they've never been through anything. Like, like I've said that, you know, to you or to friends out of like, they, they won't get it. You know, it's, they haven't experienced it, but it's like, you oh, said, exactly. we all have to go through it. And so I love that rule because even when in the spirit, the, the high of your life, like the good times, 
you those are to prepare you for a low and absolutely wow because no I think we need we absolutely need to go back to the rules and finish them because we had so many people asking us where they were and we thought we could get off with a fast one on you guys (laughs) and not finish our discernment of spirits but (laughs) well the baby (laughs) came and then this and then all of it but it's honestly like you said like it is like the discernment of spirits has really been life changing for me. And talk about timing. Like right. God is crazy with his timing because like um, I think when you and I started to deep dive in this earlier in this year, I was just kind of interested in it. But, you know, I really do now feel like all of this has prepared me for what I'm going through right now, which which these rules talk about. You're going to have the high the highs of life. But then, like you just said, they're going to prepare you for the lows, for the desolation and the moments where you feel like, God, where are you? I don't feel you. I don't feel like praying right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, these feelings have been very foreign to me. Like I've said that to a couple other friends. Like mm-hmm. I have never felt at odds with God. I've never felt like. And you've been through stuff, sis. Like let's just add that to the list. Like this isn't your first hardship. Yeah, absolutely. And you still have clung to our shepherd. So and I, I just think- like to clear that. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like I, exactly. I had a really rough childhood. I had a hard time with things that happened with my parents and in my house. Um, and I think that the reason why this, um, loss has been so hard is that I started to get that, that thought in my head of like, like calculating all the hard things that have happened to mm-hmm. me, like all oh, this happened and then why this me? happened. And then right. like all of these things that have been hard in my life, like why do, why do these hard things keep happening? But then I, as I turn that switch off and I start to like change the thought process in my mind of like, yeah, but you've been blessed with this. You've been given this, like other people haven't been given that, that are probably longing for it and desire it. And, but that does take, um, like active thinking and and protecting active changing your of your thoughts for yeah sure. yeah exactly because like you can easily um just say like hey i've been through all this hard stuff why does this keep happening to me um and i think that that's why people give up on faith sometimes because they just continue to entertain that thought of like how can there be a god if these things keep happening to me but then when we think about it we're like God brings those who suffer closer to the cross and closer to him. And I was actually talking to a friend who went through um, a really challenging cross in her marriage. I mean, her marriage almost ended and she basically prayed that her husband would come back to her. And it was like the, it's the craziest story of like, just like faithfulness to your vows, like no matter what happens. And Mm -hmm. she was talking to me the other night about how she felt so like it was such a cross and it was such a valley for her, but she never felt closer to God than when she was in that valley. And she said, Mm -hmm. sometimes I pray now to God, like bring me back to the valley. Like not that she wants anything to happen to her marriage again, but like she almost said to me, like there's a part of that time in my life that I don't have right now because I didn't Mm. cling as hard to him as I did back in that time. And I have to say, like, I do feel what she's talking about. Like, I just feel like I'm constantly talking to him in my mind. Like, what are you, yeah. Like, what are you trying to tell me in this? Like, what, Mm. what will be revealed to me? And there's a lot of things, you know, that are in my heart right now that I think might be the reason why, but 
Um, it's so true though, because yeah. when people would text and check on you and a lot of them would come to me probably and Johnny and maybe a couple other friends or your mom. And, and I remember someone was texting me and I, something prompted me to say this and I, I don't, I don't know, but it was what you just said. And I said, God really loves her <laughs> because he gives such tribulation to people he who he calls closer and I I've seen it in so many people that mm-hmm. I admire like my mom's best friend who who died of cancer two years ago she was the closest person to God I ever met and she was suffering greatly and the way she spoke to him and spoke about him like he was her best friend because he is and it's so weird because we have this inclination to go to God and say why are you doing this to me and he's yeah. like come sister like I want you to be my I want to be your right hand person I want you to come to me in everything and yeah. I give you right. peace and I, I love you so much that I'm giving this to you you know yeah. But yeah. it's so impossible to you know know that and feel that but gosh it is yeah. not a gift to lose someone it's not a gift but it is a gift to be like trusted in that that he trusts you so much and he knows that you will come to him so much he relies so much on your love because it's his sacred heart like we need to love on him too and when he gives those he loves such a cross you are just I don't know I just think you're just gaining um levels in heaven which there are levels in heaven believe it or not I've studied this <laughs> so I yeah, I mean I know what you're saying because I do feel that I it's weird but I do almost feel like it has been a calling the things that have yes. happened to me and I don't totally know the purpose for them um but I do believe that you absolutely brought me closer to the cross. And I actually, a friend that was texting me throughout all this said um, that what you just said, like, she was like, I don't know why, you know, Christ is entrusting these to you. Like he's entrusting these crosses to you. And um, it's hard to see them as a gift, but I do. I, I mean, in the moment, I did not see it as a gift. No. But now I like one of the gifts that has come out of this experience is um, I've started to realize about myself that um, not really anymore, but it, I used to be very guarded. Like I wasn't as open hearted of a person. I didn't share with other people um, the things that were going on in my heart, like especially when my parents had you know, all the difficulties that they had, I really uh, made it my mission, especially in high school, because I went to this high school that was very like, um, you know, it didn't, on the surface, it seemed like no one had problems. Later did I find out once I actually, uh, on a retreat, funny enough, gave a testimony and I just felt called like, I'm going to tell everyone in this room what's happening with my family. And basically, long story short, I had so many students from my high school come up to me and tell me that similar things were happening in their family. And it was even in that suffering of what was happening in my life, that was a gift that God gave me to say, look, you are not alone. Like I know it looks like all these 
families are perfect on the outside and that your family's the only one that's like a dumpster fire right now. But look at all these people that I just had come up to you and tell you and thank you for sharing your story. And honestly, that retreat in high school was a turning point for me because I realized like when you have the bravery to share a wound or a cross that you've been given and you have the humility to say, my life isn't perfect and look at like, look at what's happened, but also look at the redemption that I've also like received in these places. Mm -hmm. And I think what he's showing me right now is the gift that, that I see being revealed is that all these people sending me things, texting me, uh, calling me, like I have been reminded by him and through these people that like, I am deeply loved. And we forget that sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, Sometimes in a in a place of like this hard hard stuff we can think I'm alone no one understands all of these lies that are just like put in your head um but then like completely erasing those with all of the like intense love that I have felt in this hardship with all of these beautiful people praying for us and reaching out to us and old coworkers calling me and texting me and sending letters. Like it's just, um, God has shown me through all of this, like this has been intense suffering, but you are so loved and I am loving you through these people and you're going to get through this. And so there's always, um, there's always a silver lining, but it is hard in the moment to feel it, whatever it is that you're going through. A hundred percent. And I also think that when you experience all of that you're experiencing right now, because it's so um, probably like, what's the word I'm looking for? Palpable, like how the reach of like how close heaven is, I guess, um, mm-hmm. is that you never, ever want to live any less than you are living now. And yeah. what I mean is like intentionally, like within your friendships, with what you read, with what you do with your time, yeah. with how you look at your children, like yeah. with how, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, like every bit of it, it's like whole, it, it, the other gift that comes in, in, in desolation is that you like a clarity. see, the, yeah, you see, you see clearer yes. than you've ever seen before. Yes. Yes. And so I think that's, that's what, what um, um, your friend meant, uh, with her marriage and stuff like that is she wants to go back to the valley because you can see so clear. And when you get, when we're living our day to day and it's constant, it's like a constant check. Like you can get so wrapped up, so caught in things that have no matter, no Mm -hmm. matter, not a, not a thing. Yeah. And, and it's just crazy how, what we think about in our heads all day and what we do and with our time when, you know, we've, experience such greater blessings of um clarity so right i know isn't it weird god will just give you that little like epiphany or glimmer and he's like and you're like whoa you like see it so beautifully seeing it so clearly yeah you're like i never don't want to like not i can't love this any less than i love it now because it's so special or something exactly oh my gosh and that is really what i feel like he has revealed to me is like so beautiful you know life is the life is the little moments life is not the big moments and it's Mm. not the big achievements and it's not it's not going to come in those things that you were chasing before and you know i do i think sometimes he has to give certain people these like life events almost like to to show us um 
if it doesn't come naturally for us to see that even have to be like miscarriage or like the type of suffering that we're talking about with this, like I do see a through line in, you know, many people who have shared their sufferings with me that Christ is so near to the brokenhearted and it is a gift to draw closer to his broken heart because his heart does break for so many things. And like even just his life is a testament that like that is what the roadmap is of being a Christian. And Mm -hmm. like, if we don't believe that we are going to be handed the cross one day, then we are living in a imaginary world. And then when we are handed the cross one day, it's going to come as a shock. Like, wait a second. Like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not ready to live out this suffering. And it's like, well, he did it. So like, if we're supposed to follow him, then we actually have to live that out. And that's what I've tried to remind myself is like being a Christian is not an easy walk. And even my mom said it, she's like, there's a joke about, um, one of like in the Bible, how like someone asked Jesus, like, why do you like think you're going to have like so many friends look at how you treat your closest ones? And it's because, you know, Peter, like every friend of his died, like by like being, um, like martyred basically, Mm. you know, all of his closest, like best, best friends, like died horrible deaths. And so she was joking to me, like, like you said, like, you know, he, the closest ones to him, like suffer the most many times. And my mom's like that too. I mean, like she has one of the deepest faiths I've ever encountered in my life. And Mm -hmm. she's also had many crosses and, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and as same with you, same with your story and with your parents and the example that you've seen of faith in your life. Like I, I think our parents are many ways, the reason why we have the faith that we have and, and Mm -hmm. same with the hardships that both of us have had. Like, um, I don't know who I was telling this to, but I was talking to them about you and me and how we met. And I said, one of the, um, things that, bonded us very quickly as friends was we just kind of started sharing going like straight to the deep stuff and yes. we somehow just skirted past everything else and told each other all like, the cookies all, our- the cutters, <laughs> yeah. all the cookie cutters gone it was just like our life story right away and yeah. I do think you bond with people over those the hard parts of your story not just the like beautiful parts but it, it's like that shared suffering that we all have as human beings I think that kind of unites us it does. And once you have that in friends, in, in your closest friends, it's very difficult to have anything less. It's actually exactly. quite impossible to exactly. relate. And I was talking with um, a friend recently about um, our time here and how short it is and, you know, how we all want the, if we really want the best of everything, then we're going to go to the deep, like you just said, you know, and and not in fear like in a in a safe vulnerability like and bridge you're so good at this like when you share you've told me this like when i share then everyone shares it's so true when you yeah. all are vulnerable with you yourself and although it's hard someone everyone around you trusts you more and wants yeah. to be part of you more you know and no one cares about the brags i'm sorry <laughs> like it, that stuff doesn't that doesn't bring us to heaven so it's it's the deep stuff and I was also talking um the other day with a friend about um purgatory and how it's not talked about a lot um 
and we kind of fear it because I joke all the time to be like jewel, like we say jewels on our crown because <laughs> her grandma mama T always said that. And we say it because I'm always like, I'll see you and hopefully I'll make it to purgatory. Like <laughs> joking, you know, because I, I, I am fearful. Like if, if, because we're all sinners and I know I can be better at the end of every day. I'm like, I could have freaking been better today. Like there's <laughs> we're all, all going to be there like, oh, hey, 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 you. There's always something. But there's this new series about purgatory. Oh. Um, and Lay Apostle like saw some of it and. One of the things she shares is all purgatory is, is truth. And that just, just killed me in the best way because I think with all we're talking about right now with desolation and with hardship and with seasons of loneliness and despair and the times you're clinging to the cross because that's all you have. Those are the times we said it multiple times, clarity and what's clarity. It's truth. So if we find the truth here, we are earning time off of purgatory the yeah. more we seek truth. And yeah. so it's almost like, well, you know, I was even thinking that I was like in the midst of this suffering. I'm like, well, am I getting time? this yeah. better be taken part off my time because <laughs> yes, if it's God. not, then like, what is the point? <laughs> <laughs> then why am I, why then what is now? going what? on here? Yeah. But like, so um, it's for something, sis. It's for mm-hmm. something, even if it's not seen here, which it will be because we all do the ebbs and the flows of life. And, mm-hmm. you know, there will be dancing and joy in the morning soon, soon, so soon for you. I'm saying January 2022, like, buckle oh, up. It's going to be your best year. Just Because this is a good year. This is a very year. year. Yeah. But not next year. So I just think if, like, truth, like, wow, like, maybe that should be one of our words for the year because yeah. damn, if we can find that, like it seems like, like we're smooth going sailing. Yeah. So I was talking it. to, um, I was talking to someone about, um, who's in like an ecumenical Bible study right now. And we were talking oh, about well. the differences of the Catholic, um, the Catholic mindset in terms of Christianity, um, yeah. versus more of like the evangelical non-denominational and, um, it's always been interesting to me how, um, you know, converts a lot of times will talk about how something that drew them to the Catholic church was the view of suffering and how there is purpose in suffering mm-hmm. and not a lot of other Christian um, traditions will talk about that, like how suffering can actually be used as a prayer. It can be used as a grace. And um, and so that was just one of the examples and gifts that I was talking to um, this person about that, why I love our faith so much, because you feel almost like the more you suffer, the more you're at home and not in a, not in a weird way, but in a like, okay, like I know that this is, I'm not on the wrong track. Like this is just life. And, and you know, if I'm meant to live out, like what we, what we say we are going to be, you know, it's not always, it's not always perfect. And, I think our faith does a really good job of laying that out for us and um, and just saying, like, look at the lives of a lot of our saints. Like, they did not have easy lives. And, you know, they're always attracted. We are always attracted to one of them or two of them for a certain reason. And, 
you know, Maximilian Colby, I don't even know why I was drawn to him years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I know why now. Like it's clear to me now, God. It's very clear to me now why you're why he's my guy. Um yeah. but um yeah, so I mean I think our faith is a gift in moments of suffering. And um mm, it is. I'm just so grateful for faith and honestly for friends, as cheesy as that sounds. It sounds like it's like a sign from Hobby Lobby, but I'm very <laughs> grateful yeah. for my faith and my friends. What would we do? I don't know how people don't have friends. This is like our trademark, sis. Like, friends, <laughs> join our club and you'll get friends. Like, Speaking of, if anyone's interested in coming to the January retreat and yeah. making some new friends. incredible friends, but like seriously. real talk though, like we mm. have about half the amount of spaces left. And mm-hmm. so... Um, we've had a lot of people interested in messaging us about how they're on the fence. And one thing we, I think Ken's and I talk about so much with these is just the bonds and the friendship that is made after these weekends. Yes. Is It's like we just talked about like when you go straight to the real deal of life and you cut past all the other stuff, you create a lifelong friendships and bonds, you know, that are so different than other friendships. Um So if you're in a place right now where you just feel like you need to find community like that, you need to find sisterhood like that, like friends that you can pray with and just cry with and talk to, um, you know, think about coming, DM one of us, talk to us about it. We would love to meet you and see you in January. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. We need it. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcasts. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.